Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. That's C-O-N-C-E-R-N-I-N-G-H-I-M.com. Last time we looked at the Jerusalem Council, the first 12 verses of Acts chapter 15, and the dispute that had arose because the Judaizers, those who believed that in order for Gentiles to be saved, they needed to fully adhere to the law of Moses, were following after Paul and Barnabas and spreading this false teaching among some of the churches that they had started in Asia Minor. So we saw that the council at Jerusalem was gathered together in order to deal with this dispute and see uh, which of these uh, individuals, Paul, Barnabas, or the Judaizers, were correct in their theology and in their doctrine and application to uh, the Gentile believers. In the verses that we're going to read in this session, uh, Acts chapter 15, verses 13 through 35, we will see the decision made and the results of what happens and uh, talk about how it affected the Gentiles uh, from this point on out. So beginning in Acts chapter 15 and verse 13, we will read down to verse 21 to begin. After they finished speaking, James replied, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has related how God first visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name, and with the words of the prophets agree just as it is written, After this I will return, and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will restore it, that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. Therefore my judgment is that we should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turn to God, but should write to them to abstain from the things polluted by idols and from sexual immorality and from what has been strangled and from blood. For from ancient generations Moses has had in every city those who proclaim him, for he is read every Sabbath in the synagogues. In the verses that we begin with today, we see James, the brother of Jesus, uh, this is not James, the brother of John. John's brother, James, had already been killed by Herod Agrippa back in chapter 12 and verse 2. This James, the brother of Jesus, has risen to a position of prominence in the Jerusalem church. And he uh, issues his recommendation, and he functions as something of the definitive voice here, uh, in the Jerusalem Council. His uh, recommendation goes right along with Peter. Peter had already talked about how God had visited the Gentiles to take from them a people for his name. And we looked last time at Acts chapter 10, where Peter had been in the household of Cornelius. And there, 
when he was proclaiming the gospel, the Holy Spirit fell upon the Gentiles there, and they were speaking in tongues to uh, witness to the reality that the Spirit of God had come to dwell within them. The scriptures, James says, also testify to this. And he looks back to Amos in the Old Testament, chapter 9 and verses 11 and 12, as validation for the inclusion of the Gentiles. Look at verses 16 and 17 in our passage again. After this, I will return and I will rebuild the tent of David that has fallen. I will rebuild its ruins and I will restore it that the remnant of mankind may seek the Lord and all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who makes these things known from of old. Israel's mission was to be a light to the nations, a ray of hope for the Gentiles. And now God was accomplishing that purpose through the death and resurrection of Jesus. James says, based on these things, that his judgment that day was that they should not trouble those of the Gentiles who turned to God, in verse 19. This was an indication that Gentile believers in Christ did not need to be circumcised or adhere to Jewish rituals or festivals in order to be saved. What the Gentiles needed was simply to believe in Jesus Christ for salvation, exactly what the Jews had done, uh, Jews who had become believers like Peter and Paul. What the Gentiles should know is that they should abstain from several things that are listed in verse 20. They should abstain from things that were polluted by idols. They should abstain from sexual immorality. They should abstain from things that were strangled and from blood, that is, drinking blood. So James concludes by saying that from ancient times, Moses has had those who proclaim him in every city, being read every Sabbath in the synagogues. God-fearers who recognize the authority of the God of Israel are in view here. And uh, so these things they should continue to adhere to, not uh, taking part in, but abstaining from things that are polluted by idols, sexual immorality, things that are strangled, and from uh, drinking and eating blood. But other than that, the Gentiles do not need to adhere to the law of Moses that has come uh, and been read in every city, every Sabbath in the synagogues. Now, in verses 22 and following, we have the response after the uh, decision that's made by the Jerusalem Council. And in verse 22, we will see they're going to send a letter back with Paul and Barnabas and others to the city of Antioch. Verse 22, Then it seemed good to the apostles and elders and the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch when, with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. 
since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, it has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these things, you will do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went down to Antioch, and having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they had read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with these many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. So the decision of the Jerusalem council uh, is sent by the apostles and elders with a small group with Paul and Barnabas to the church at Antioch, probably to verify and validate their testimony. Those included were Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas. They're called leading men among the brethren. The letter itself is short and to the point. There's, in verse 23, an introduction and greeting given from Jerusalem to Antioch. In verse 24, the problem is stated uh, and in verse 25, the solution of the council is presented. To send men with Barnabas and Paul uh, is the resolution of the council. Uh, this is to testify to their decision. Uh, they are talked about here, these men, Barnabas and Paul, as men who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. They're referring to the many persecutions that they went through in their first missionary journey. Remember, Paul was stoned nearly to death in the city of Lystra. And in Galatians, he would write about the marks on his body that testified to his love for the believers in Jesus Christ. They are sending the Jerusalem council, they were sending Judas and Silas to verify uh, the truthfulness of this letter, that no other restrictions should be put on Gentile believers. The Holy Spirit is seen at work in verse 28 in the decision of the council. Uh, it says, For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements. So they attribute the decision not simply to their choice, but to the work of the Holy Spirit in coming to this conclusion. And the conclusions, the requirements that they ask them to adhere to, are the same that James has 
uh, presented earlier. They are to abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols, from blood, from what has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. The final admonition of the letter is, if you keep yourselves from these things, you will do well. Well, the results of this is that the letter is delivered to the church in Antioch and to the congregation, and after it is read out loud to them, there is much rejoicing. Why would this be? Well, I have the uh, idea that there were probably a good number of Gentile believers in the city of Antioch as well, although there were uh, obviously Jewish believers in Christ. This church in Antioch was probably quite the mixed group, being in Syria and having close proximity to uh, the Gentile world. After its reading, there's great rejoicing, and then Judas and Silas, who are called prophets here, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And then they're sent off in peace back to Jerusalem in verses 32 and 33. Now, some versions have a verse 34 here, which talks about Silas remaining in Antioch. It seems that this verse 34 was a later addition to the text that was probably meant to help reconcile the next set of verses, specifically chapter 15 and verse 40, where at the beginning of the second missionary journey, Paul is going to take Silas with him. Uh, but this verse, it seems, was not original to the text here, a later insertion to attempt to help us to understand exactly what's going on. The final verse of this section says, Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. This probably occurs in the fall of AD 49. And so we've got about 15 years now that have transpired between Paul's conversion on the road to Damascus and now where he's at at the end of the Jerusalem council with their decision. Well, as a result of this great controversy, uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ is verified and validated, and it's going out to the Gentiles, and now the believers in Christ have a decision directed and overseen by the Holy Spirit that salvation comes as a result of uh, faith through God's grace alone, and not as a result of adhering to the Mosaic law. And so as Paul and Barnabas and others continue to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, they are confident now that salvation is God's gift through faith and apart from the works of the law. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.